Hook em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. I woke up to the morning sky first. Oh, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am, you had better. Well, let's get them going. Let's get them up. It's Friday. Not just any Friday. It's a uh, Friday the 13th on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rodby. That is right. If you're into the uh, theories and behind the scenes of Friday the 13th, the uh, uh, tradition, you can have fun with that today. We certainly will over the next five hours of conversation. It's our five-hour morning conversation. Austin's only morning sports conversation in the ATX and beyond. Appreciate you being there wherever you find us. Maybe on 1019 FM, could be AM 1260, of course, and always streaming our digital numbers through the roof these days. We appreciate that very, very much. Uh, downloading that Horn app to your smartphone, you listen with a touch of a button wherever you are in Austin, in Texas, all over the world. Also on our YouTube channel at the Horn Austin and on our website, hornfm.com. You can listen there or watch the Twitch channel, see the cameras. Got the uh, screen in the top right corner. You can look at it small or large, and uh, we'll be right there for you. For the next five hours and every morning here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. Look who it is across the desk, getting himself ready, cleaning up his spot, ready to roll. He is our shutdown corner five days a week, five hours a day, doing an unbelievable job. He is from the uh, 713 DB High down there in the 713 512 DBU. Four stops in the National Football League now. A proud papa. He is the football theorist. He is Blackster Thomas, and it is a Friday, Rod Babers. Which means we like to call it a freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! Football Friday edition of Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. Yes, also a baseball Friday. We'll preview Texas and Houston, the Rangers and the Astros. Uh, deep Go, dive conversations on that big series, which starts uh, on Sunday night. We've also got the weekend of football that does not include your Texas Longhorns. They're enjoying their bye week. Texas football coaches and the staff will be fanning out across the country. Yes, big recruiting weekend for the Longhorns. We'll get you details on that behind the burn orange curtain. Also this hour, Rod, we'll get you some what the facts from the uh, the morning. Also, the speaking of that, uh, Major League Baseball down to the final four now. Uh, at 7.30 next hour, we're going to talk to our baseball insider, Gene Watson. Get a big picture perspective of what's going on in Major League Baseball. All these upsets, all the lower seeds are advancing into the final four. The 100-win teams are all out now after last night's games. We'll talk to Gino about that, his thoughts on what are going on, but also his thoughts on the Rangers and Astros. Also, we'll deep dive on the Astros and Rangers AC ALCS showdown. We'll have former Astros pitcher and current radio analyst Steve Sparks uh, to talk the Astros side of this thing at 8.30, and former Texas Ranger Jeff Fry will be with us in the 9 o'clock hour to get the Ranger side, and it's going to be a fun series and a fun week. Hopefully it goes seven games, Rod. Hopefully it goes seven games on this bad boy. We'll love to go deep into I think it will. It's a very evenly matched. I'd be very surprised if it's a lopsided series. Agreed. I say that, but there have already been some surprises <laughs> in the playoffs Holy so cow, holy so cow. You, we say that, and then uh, the playoffs, uh, that's how baseball go. It'll we'll make lost. you look stupid. We'll also preview a great weekend of college football, four or five ranked matchups, a wild one last night to start the uh, week. Oh, that was homework. That was good homework. That was good homework. I can't wait to hear it uh, as Houston and uh, West Virginia got into a bit of a shootout in the Big 12 last night. What a wild finish that was. was NFL got going last night. Ugly game on on a windy night in Kansas City to start week six in the NFL. Lot to get into Uh, Before we uh, get started, let me, uh, as always, let us give a shout out to those who serve. We do it every morning, and uh, it's actually an honor for us to do it. 
Nuevo, it's an honor and a burden to serve our society built on the selflessness of service for all those who do it in any capacity. God, country, our community, we appreciate you and want to make sure we give you a shout out each and every morning. Soldiers, first responders, uh, teachers, nurses, officers of the law, waste management, all y'all out there uh, in every capacity. We can't name you all, but we appreciate you. Yeah, I full force hook them up, shout out every single morning. We appreciate it very, very much for those who uh, do choose to serve and serve our community uh, and all the communities uh, who are you tune in. We appreciate it very much. All right, so a lot going on. Uh, Ty Henderson is through the glass. Let's start with the headlines, get you caught up. It's a busy, busy news desk on a Friday morning. Top Gun, Reynolds and Lonnie Quinn bring you the news. Start with Major League Baseball playoffs. And, yeah, the, the upsets just keep on rolling and coming in. Philadelphia last night, Nick Castellanos hit two home runs for the second straight night. Six Phillies pitchers combined to once again shut down that high-powered Atlanta Braves offense. Philly takes the game 3-1 to one last night. The series three games to one. And they knocked the 100-plus win Braves out of the playoffs for the second straight year in the divisional round. They will now face the Arizona Diamondbacks in the NLCS starting Monday night. In the American League, of course, the defending champion Astros will battle the Texas Rangers in an all-Texas best-of-seven. That one starts on Sunday night. The three 100-win teams in Major League Baseball all out at this point, not into the Final Four. College football, absolutely wild Big 12 matchup down in Houston last night. Hope you got to tune in for that one. Dana Holgerson's Houston Cougars were firmly in control, leading the West Virginia Mountaineers, his former school, 35-24 with less than four minutes to go. But the Mountaineers rallied 15 straight points, including a 50-yard touchdown strike from their quarterback Garrett Green to Hudson Clement with 12 seconds remaining. That gave them a 39-35 lead. Houston had a chance for two plays, one quick pass, and then... One more from Donovan Smith from midfield. Back to pass, Donovan Smith. Smith steps up in the pocket, unloads it, throws it all the way downfield into the end zone, tipped, and it is caught! Caught by the Cougars! Caught for a touchdown! Unbelievable! Caught by Stephon Johnson! The ball was tipped up in the air, and the Cougars win the game on the final play! Unreal! 41-39 41-39 final. Uh, the Hail Mary heave and snag gives the Cougars their first conference victory as a member of the Big 12 Conference. They're now 3-3 three and three on the year. They will host the Texas Longhorns next Saturday afternoon down there in Houston. West Virginia falls to 4-2. and two. Also last night, SMU rolled past uh, East Carolina 31-10. Week 6 in the NFL kicked off last night in KC where Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs defense led Kansas City to a 19-8 victory over the Denver Broncos on Thursday night football. Patrick Mahomes threw for a season-high 306 yards and a touchdown. 124 of those yards went to Travis Kelsey. Yes, with Taylor Swift looking on from a sweep. Kansas City's defense, we all held Russell Wilson and the Broncos to 195 total yards, just 82 through the air. They improved to 5-1. Denver's 1-5. KC has now beaten Denver 16 consecutive times. Full NFL Week 6 slate will kick off early Sunday with another kickoff from London. Ravens and Titans from across the pond. Houston Texans will host the New Orleans Saints at noon on Sunday. Only game on the card on Sunday featuring two teams with winning records. A Sunday afternoon in Tampa. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks hosting the Detroit Lions. Dallas Cowboys will wrap up Week 6 on Monday night. Uh, Monday night football facing the Chargers in L.A. Yesterday, by the way, the Cowboys officially put their starting linebacker Leighton Vanderesh on injured reserve with that neck injury. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn said earlier this week that Micah Parsons could see more time at linebacker of Van Der Esch is out an extended period of time. In high school football last night, Vandergrift Vipers, you heard it right here on the horn, improved to a dominant 7-0. They rolled past Round Rock 45-3. Also last night, Pflugerville Weiss rolled past Bryan 42-13. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Runners and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month. Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Travis Kelsey showing out for his girlfriend. Led, yeah. Led the Chiefs in targets. 
receptions, receiving yards. <laughs> uh, he has the most receiving yards. That was uh, Kelsey's most receiving yards in the game in 2023. Second career game with 100-plus receiving yards in the first half. Got there early. Um, and uh, week six was his sixth uh, career game versus Denver with 100-plus receiving yards. He always likes to show out against Denver. So, yeah, got um, to make sure Taylor Swift got shown a lot. You got to make sure tra- – so that people don't complain about it. You got to make sure Travis Kelsey's balling. That way every time he gets a catch, they he gets a target, pop, boom, pop we can camera. show her. Yeah, you go. It's pop like, the camera, yeah. There you go. There are people who believe in the script. You know who wasn't showing off last script. night? Russell Wilson was not showing off for Sierra. <laughs> uh, that was not good. That was not a show-off performance on a, on a windy night in KC. Yeah. That was ugly. Uh, 16 straight now. Broncos have lost to the Chiefs in their own division. That's an astounding number. Yeah. Um, Chiefs own the division. Chiefs own the division, and they certainly own the Denver Broncos. And Sean Payton's first year not going well uh, in Denver. But, uh, yeah, wild night, man. That game was, was – you know, I was trying to keep up with all of it. I got the baseball going on and uh, got the, the Houston Cougars with the crazy That was finish. a nice game. That was nice. That was a good game. That was a good game. And Houston went from blowing it in a big way to go coughing up a double-digit lead in the last four minutes. Terrible defense. And then all of a sudden they went on a Hail Mary. Oh, man. Well, it was a shootout. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, they were going, like nine lead changes. Yeah, in the second half, they just went back and forth. And it was good for Longhorn fans to watch because obviously you play U of H and X, and then West Virginia was kind of the, the sneaky sleeper surprise team in the Big 12, um, and they get upset their first uh, conference uh, loss because, uh, yeah, you're right, U of H with a Hail Mary. I love this stat. This is how unlikely uh, that Hail Mary was. Um, it was the third FBS game in the last 25 years to feature two go-ahead touchdowns in the final 12 seconds Dang. of the fourth quarter. Final 12 seconds of the fourth quarter. It, it really, I mean, that was great. I thought U of H, we'll get into this a little bit going behind the burn on curtains and the observations because you got to play U of H next. They, um, they looked like they were the better team. West Virginia is doing it, yeah, with all defense and smoke and mirrors. Because even Garrett Green, their quarterback, he can run a little bit, but uh, he's he's inefficient. He's just gritty. Reminds me of kind of the out that Wyoming quarterback that didn't play. Yes, this is kind of gritty. He's he's better than uh, that. Peasley, Andrew Peasley. Yeah, he's better than Peasley, but he's not highly efficient in the passing game. And he's uh he's he's a, he's a running quarterback. He can present some problems um, as a dual threat. Um, but is he a truly a dual threat when he's not that efficient as a passer? Yeah. He can make now. He can make some plays with his arm, um, but I think. Uh, mostly it's the defense. You've been talking about it. That's how West Virginia's winning. Ball control and defense. That's yeah. how they're winning games. And, and they against, didn't want to be in a shootout. Yes, exactly. <laughs> U.S. put them in a the shootout. You know, I was thinking about it when they threw the Hail Mary, because uh, we had talked yesterday in our last hour, every Thursday at 1020, we talked to uh, Drew Sanders, the head coach of the undefeated and state-ranked Vandergriff Vipers, and we were talking about coaches who steal plays, right? All coaches watch other games and or watch they film, should. and they they steal plays that they see or formations that they like. And Drew was telling us that he he actually right after uh, when Texas threw the hail mary against Oklahoma last Saturday at the Cotton Bowl, uh, and was the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. He had never seen a team line line all the defenders six defenders up on the goal line essentially. Yep, back in the end zone, knowing the hail mary was coming, and then five on the defensive line, and they all rushed. So you had a five-man rush, Mm -hmm. and it really didn't give Quinn Ewers a lot of time uh, because they came hard, and normally you'll rush two or three and drop everybody else, uh, put some guys in the intermediate. They brought five, and uh, it made it difficult for Quinn to get get the ball off. And, uh, you know, they they had a play, I think, drawn up very similar to what Houston did last night. If you watch last night, Houston came with a three-man rush. They dropped Mm -hmm. everybody else into the end zone, and they didn't pressure Donovan Smith at all. He rolled to his left, had time to set up, and really – 
you put some good arc on the ball and really hit he hit his target. He did. I mean, he threw it right where yeah. he wanted to and, you know, tipped it back and here comes number 12 and he's right there and a little tip drill. Uh, West Virginia tried to knock it down. But that's exactly what Texas was trying to do last Saturday, Rod, with with like JT Sanders and AD Mitchell and Tall. He just didn't have time. Didn't like have that's time. A, and and uh, Drew Sanders like, no, I love that. I I, I put that into our. We, I came to our coaches' meeting on on Sunday and we installed that into our defense yeah, for like Hail his, Mary play. His sooner like his sooner front or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I victory I think sooner or something. Yeah, it's 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 a smart it's a smart way to to go about. It. I mean, there you can devote uh, numbers to the coverage. Or you can try to devote numbers to the rush, and it makes sense to devote numbers to the rush because devoting numbers to the coverage, everybody's trying to tip the ball, which means the the probability of chaos happening right, are really high. You knock high. each other around. Right? Back you there. knock each other around. The ball, you, they, they literally they're trying to tip the ball up, and you're trying to knock it down. Anything could happen. The pass rush gets there. At least you can negate the accuracy aspect of it. You can force him to have to get the football well, it's a long up quickly. Long developing play, right? And the the can, receiver's got to run fifty yeah, yards. He might have to. He might throw it, but it might be way way off. So I I'm with you. I think it's it's pretty smart. Just a different way of thinking about. That hell, man. Well, again, I mean, it. I mean, those receivers got to go fifty yards, so it's got to—he's got to have a little bit of time, right? Yep. Uh, it's got to develop, and if you don't give it time to develop, it just—and it's—it's a, it's a smart thing. Now, you were a defensive back; I'm sure you defended a lot of hail mary plays. What is—it's got to be pretty violent back there in that end zone sometimes. Yeah, you just devote. It's basically no different than basketball. You'll do if you're the—the the reason a defense likes to have numbers in the back end because they want to put a defender on everybody. All right, so one defender like on a bike, and you're boxing out basically. All yes. right, boxing out that defender, and then put at least one, and I would say probably two different defenders who are just free, who don't have to defend any man, and they can play the ball. Yeah. So you got two defenders playing the ball, and then every man is accounted for, every offensive uh, skill player is accounted for. That's what you would like ideally, um, and then you can almost be outnumber them two to one. Um, but they chose a different route. They chose to rush, um, and I'm not sure how they had four guys on a route. So they're still pretty close to winning the numbers advantage there. All right, well, wild game. Yeah, Houston now has posted a win in Big 12 play. They hadn't won one yet, and now they have a W as a member of the Big 12 conference. West Virginia that does as a favor, obviously, for the Longhorns. Um, you know, we kind of knew that West Virginia mm. was not going to run the table here. No, uh, kind of felt like it, it was just a conversation. But they they were a team that had they continued to win, the Longhorns would have to worry about because the Longhorns would like to control their own destiny when they start playing again next Saturday. Went out and get themselves back to the Big Twelve yeah. Championship. That's a that's a Big Twelve loss now for West yeah. Virginia. For watching from watching them, you, there was not that was not going to happen. Their defense is the identity of their team, but their their quarterback plays he plays winning football. Not gonna say he's a good quarterback, but Garrett Green, I believe is his name. Garrett, Garrett Green, Green, yeah, yeah, he plays winning football though. Like he's gritty and he three hundred ninety-one yards last night. Yeah, helps move the chains. Well, it was a shootout. It was a I mean, they, they they were just it was just a shootout. Oh, U of H's defense is not not good. <laughs> it's like, not it's good. Not great. It's, 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 but it's, I'm not. I'm not saying like he's a scrub or anything like that. No, not at all. But. Um, I, I think against Texas defense, he, he would have some, some problems. Or against yeah. a higher, even against Oklahoma's defense, he got to go on the road and play Oklahoma. We'll see how he performs against better defenses than U of H. Um, but nobody in the Big 12 is playing great defense other than those three teams. I mean, it's just Texas, Oklahoma, and West Virginia. Nine lead changes in the game, Rod. Nine. Oh, no, it was an exciting game. Nine fit, times and four times in the last uh, two minutes. It, it was a second Five half. Minutes. Both teams figured something out. Their second half adjustments were amazing. The first, the first half was just relatively. I mean, it was some, it was some scoring, but it was, it was seemingly quiet. But man, that second half, it just blew up. It was unbelievable. 
Hey, uh, Ty Henderson, you had the uh, the, the Broncos covering the 10.5. Yeah, that was rough. Another half-point hook loss. Vegas knows, right? How, two for three, though. Two I'm for sorry. three. <laughs> so the line was 10.5, and, and the uh, Broncos won by, or Chiefs won by 11. Rob. They had a chance at the Chiefs end. Chiefs won by 11. They kicked a field goal. Barely. How about Harrison Buckner with a 60-yard field goal last night? 60-yard hey. bomber. Your thought um, process was on, though. You, you were right, Ty. It was, it was well, going to be a lot closer than that because it was for most of the game until they scored at the end. Well, the Broncos just never field goal. could move the ball. And the Chiefs have the uh, Texas Longhorns problem. They're not very good in the red zone right now. Uh, their red zone offense is struggling uh, like the Longhorns. A lot of teams. Cowboys red Cowboys zone Cowboys are struggling in the red, red zone. zone. Yeah, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, man, they, everyone you know mugs up on Case, Travis Kelsey as much as they can. They don't really run the ball that well. And uh, Kadarius Toney caught the only touchdown pass last night in a 19-8 kind of sloppy game with all the wind. Uh, but either way, red zone, a, a problem right now. You know who doesn't have a problem with the red zone? The 49ers. They don't have a problem. They, they just don't roll have a problem anywhere on the field. I know, right? It's unbelievable. They don't have a problem anywhere on the field. Not at all. Yeah, so that was uh, the, the night. And I was uh, locked in on the baseball with uh, Nick Castellanos blasting a couple of home runs. Uh, Phillies beat the Braves. And now the uh, you can expect the full-throated argument to come from because remember these are the big markets too where the teams are out the Dodgers the uh, we'll ask Gene Watson about this next hour but Rob Manfred the commissioner of baseball is defending remember this is only year two of the new playoff system saying give it some time and said give it some time but at the end of the day I was watching part of the interruption yesterday Michael Wilbon and uh, Kornheiser and Wilbon's in this like full rant about this system's no good it's failing and I'm like you know who failed is you go look at the top four vote getters for National League MVP. Uh, it's Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, and Mookie Betts. Those four guys did squat in these playoffs. Mm. I mean, in the Dodgers series, their two best players, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, had one hit, one hit, and their and their team ERA was six or whatever. Uh, in the Braves, you you have to give. It's not they're they're calling it like a fluke, and I'm like that's not a fluke. Your best players, your highest paid players, have to perform. Period. Is he just saying though that the rest factor, the fact they get so much time off, that that is like really? He's, you know, saying, he's upset that they've added hurting so many, the there's guys. Too, game. There's too many teams, which creates a, 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 a bit of randomness. That there used to just be four teams in the playoffs when it would begin. Then it became six or eight teams in the playoffs. Now, I mean, it's just like everybody's expanding the playoffs. Though every I know. League, every league has expanded the playoffs. Because TV networks want playoff games. Yeah, like that's so. That argument seems like a a foolhardy one. Yeah, it's. You're, but he look, wants to argue about the rest factor that the teams that get the I'm you not know, the time that. and that that's the rest. You can you can say that, but still, that's something you can change. It's up to your team and your organization to keep you sharp, and you for yourself to stay sharp during the break. Uh, it is an advantage to get off your feet. It is an advantage to get your pitching staff some rest and get locked in. Uh, you're, but your best players have to perform this time of year, right? In any sport, your best players have to come to the front. And the, the Atlanta Braves with that loaded lineup, their best players didn't. You know, you know, performed in that series were the Phillies pitchers and uh, you know the Nick Castellanos and Bryce Harper. Those guys stood up and made you know put big hits on the board and, and they hit a bunch of home runs. You know Diamondbacks did the same. You can't blame the system when the best players on these teams didn't get it done. Uh, I don't I don't really get the. I mean I guess I could see questioning it and looking into it, but I don't see the passionate. You know this is this is bad. Baseball's failing the game. That kind of stuff. That's silly. That's silly. You just got to perform. You're, I mean the best players didn't didn't perform in those series. Period. I think you should study it over. 
obviously a much larger sample size. But the NFL changes their rules every year. Sure. They change stuff all the time. You can always just change it. It's not that big. You find out the experiment doesn't work and that it's not getting the results you wanted. Uh, you can change it. And I'm, you know, I think Rob Manford has shown that he's open right, to evolving the game. So I think if they find out it's well, not working. But it will work just because people want to see – more playoff baseball. They want to see an expanded playoffs, and I'm with you. I don't know if the the the, the time off for the the higher seeded teams or whatever the, the the teams that get those buys. I don't know if that is going to give you conclusive evidence that you know it, it, the system is what is the reason is the reason why that they didn't ex- succeed and excel in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it should be a reward. I mean, I'm all fine. I'm fine with exploring, making it better. Look, I would even be for you know. Some have said scale the system, the the, the regular season back to 154 games, not That's 162, a great idea. and then make these best of seven series, not best of five. That's a great and idea. And the TV network would want it. Obviously, it would give the better team the advantage to have more games, more games yeah. than fewer. I'm 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 okay with discussing that. But man, don't just throw it out. I mean, you, you but you, again, your 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 highest paid best players have to perform in the clutch. As someone who grew up a Houston Astros fan, Rod, and watched the Killer Bees, Craig Biggio and mm-hmm. Jeff Bagwell and those guys not get it done in the postseason over and over and over again, uh, you don't blame the system, right? And, and they, yes, they were going up against the Braves pitching staff and really good pitching, but you're going to face good pitching in the postseason, and mm-hmm. those guys have to perform. And that's why if you're a Ranger fan, you're like, hell yeah. Well, you know, Corey Seager and um, Marcus Simeon and all these guys stepped up. Uh, Jordan Alvarez and the Astros, clutch performances. That's how you – and, you know, the the manager of the uh, Philadelphia Phillies said after they won again, how they knocked the Braves out back-to-back years, the 100-plus win Braves, he said, our team is built for series. We're not, we're, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not, yeah, we're not worried about winning 100 games. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. we got to do is make the tournament. We're built. Our mm-hmm. mindset is built for playoff baseball. Yep. And – Clearly, right now, the Braves aren't. <laughs> Braves are built to bash you and, and taking. Let's be fair. When you're putting up those numbers, a lot of times you're doing that against bad pitching in your league over over the course of 162 games. In uh, in the playoffs, you don't face bad pitchers. Uh, you they, mm-hmm. you know, you're facing the best, and you got to perform. And I don't want to hear about the game failed. The system is failing. These teams. That's not. Come on. Um, you got to show up and play. Got to show up and play. No doubt. Show up and play, Rod. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I do think it's worth exploring, though, and studying and researching whether the, whether there's a pattern that develops or a trend that develops with the it's only year two higher C exactly uh, over sample size. I think it's worth exploring. I actually like it. I think it, these base these this this week in baseball last week with the wild card round. I think it's been excellent, and that's what the TV networks want, Rod. The TV. The, the the TV show of baseball, they want more important postseason games and less regular season games. That um, yes, it's the marathon that becomes the sprint, but at the same time, to win a championship, uh, you have to uh, you have to perform under the biggest of lights. Yeah, but every league's doing it. That's every, right. every league is expanding their playoffs because they college understand college football's gonna have twelve next year. Yeah, the new entertainment <laughs> ecosystem demands it. It yep. demands less of the regular season, which is the product that people care less about. Well, not the NFL, but for most of these leagues, their regular season, people care less about that, and they want the urgency. They want the games that matter and the games that count. That's your playoffs. That's why every league across, I don't even know, has MLS done it? I think every league pretty much, professional league, has well, expanded look, the their postseason. the NBA is going to have an in-game, in-season tournament this year. Because they know their regular season doesn't matter. They're like, right. we got to do something. You know, nobody cares December, about our regular season. Come December, we're going to be having yeah. an NBA in-season just, tournament for a, for, a, for, a, for a trophy. Yeah. 
like yeah. during the season, uh, to try to create some uh, some focus and some hey let's this is these are important games too when it's not really but at the same time yes that's your point I love it the uh, entertainment ecosystem that you have to perform in and your best players have to perform in the biggest moments you know that when the season mm-hmm. begins whether you win eighty eight games or one hundred and four games it doesn't matter it's been for time and time and forever you, your best players have to play well in the biggest moments in every sport all right let's uh, pick that up we'll have that debate also rod takes us behind the burn orange curtain he did get to see houston last night as we all did uh what'd you take the mental notes houston the longhorns next opponent also oh, yeah. longhorn coaches are going to spend the weekend recruiting we'll tell you where they're headed the big targets also some just the facts on this uh friday morning it's a football friday into a big weekend hook them up with ian rodby Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Friday on The Horn, Hook Em Up, what a weekend on tap. No Texas football, but boy, plenty else. ACL Fest, round two, kicking off tonight. Hopefully Kendrick Lamar can make it for his full set. Going to have plane issues like he did last Friday night. Come on, with the PJ, with the private 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 jet? jet? Come on, man. Temperatures uh, approaching 90 today, but then in the 80s and into the 70s on Sunday. So fall-like conditions on this Friday the 13th. Rod, are you superstitious? You into the Friday the 13th thing deal? Uh, what what what? My is it bad luck or what's happening? Just weird, just strange things. Yeah, you know the, just, the, the movie. Well, I know the movie, but like, uh, what's why is it why is it a bad omen for me? Like I, I I I'm fast. I never gave a damn about Jason. Jason used to walk. He ain't catching me. Gonna catch y'all. Is he I like never a, isn't he a shapeshifter though? Is uh, he in your dreams? And who, stuff? Jason? That, see, that's that's Freddy Krueger stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, I Talking will about say the dreams. Is, that's yeah. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I, I was a little bit more afraid of Freddy Krueger because he was able to come in your dreams and take over. Um, but then you found out that in your dreams you could also make yourself superhuman, and then you could beat Freddy in your dreams because then you could become cooler and more powerful than Freddy. Jason never really scared me because he would just walk. I didn't understand how he could walk. And catch and murder people in the forest. <laughs> First of all, Robbie ain't gonna be in the forest. So number one, I'm not hanging out in the forest in the cabin or something like that. Now, when he went to New York City and he went to different stuff like that, that's different. Has he been to Vegas? I don't know, but I'm just saying, Jason ain't catching me. I was too fast, so I never was scared of Jason. I as a, a you know. Never. White kid in the suburbs growing up in the '80s. I saw it was always the black guy that got killed first. I know. Why are you there? Why are you? Because you out there in the woods. What are you doing? And the shouldn't be there. <laughs> That's why you got killed first. Black guy always got killed first. Damn saying. Slasher movies. I was like, what was that for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the black guy is the only one that's usually skeptical at the beginning, too. And now they, yeah, now they kind of mock that. But you're right. It's very few black guys that have survived. I think, like, how many black guys have survived, like, in the horror movies? I want to say there have been a few. Like Samuel L. Jackson, I think, survived one. Okay. Very few. But right. you're right. Most of them get killed early on. That's why you shouldn't be there. The, Just, guy, the guy in Walking Dead, this TV show. Oh, there's a brother that survived there? I think he's still, well, I think that show's still going on. I stopped watching it, like, a while wow. ago. But I'm pretty yeah. sure he's still in it. That's crazy, yeah. Um, let's say I'm not into, so Friday 13th doesn't really scare me that much. I think it's more about the... The bad luck. It's yeah, a bad it's luck the thing, bad right? luck thing more than anything. How do I? How so? I do. Do I do good luck stuff like stuff? That I'm supposed I to just, try to look for a four leaf clover. You don't or got your rabbit foot. Rabbit foot. Yeah, that's I don't a, think we'd even to realize to try to counter like this. Me didn't mention it. You know what I mean? It's just it's a, it's a Friday the thirteenth. Of course, the number unlucky number thirteen. You know, a lot of hotels don't have a thirteenth floor. A lot yeah, of, a lot of skyscraper buildings that are that tall. That's kind of cool. Actually, it's a bad luck deal. Yeah. Uh, now that that's is superstitious. That's but superstition. This baseball uh, playoffs though, and there's no sport that's more superstitious than baseball. That's true. Uh, there is an actual 
scientific event tomorrow, Rob. The solar eclipse is coming tomorrow. Solar hey, eclipse. I love that. If you're into, it's the ring of fire eclipse. If you're into astronomy and eclipses and things of that nature, uh, that's going to be rolling through from Oregon to Texas. We'll get a full look at it tomorrow about 11.15, I believe. Is get the, the right glasses, guys. Don't just be staring at 11. it. 11.15. There's some glass, like specific eyewear you need to be wearing to be staring at the astronomical well, Can you look event. at it and not stare at it with other glasses? So I don't foresee myself going to get glasses. You can glance at it. Don't I'll, stare. Yeah, don't, don't you stare. You gotta like, do one of those things. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> just, just go. I think you could buy the glasses for like two bucks or something. I don't know. Make just sure. Just put on official. some sunglasses. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. I think you'll be okay. But uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. Don't don't stare at it. Which are which are wrong. Which are naked eyeballs. Don't don't go naked eyes with it. Don't do it. Also, uh, we'll get some facts before the top of the hour. What the fact segment one hour from now. Our baseball insider Gene Watson will be with us to preview the LCSs, including the showdown between the Rangers and the Astros. Showdown. Looking forward to that. Also, if you're a hockey fan, um, Texas Stars season opens tonight. Looking for some hockey. Got hockey, music, football, high school football, everything tonight and this weekend. Then an unbelievable baseball series starts on Sunday night. That's nice. Cowboys wrap up the uh, NFL weekend Monday night. Very important game for the Cowboys. We'll talk about a lot oh, on Monday, Rod. Very no, we, important we won't get game. into this, man. It's huge. Because Monday is uh, the it's huge for their mental state. How how demoralizing was that loss? Or can the four, can they put it past them? Because they lose and fall to three and three, lose Monday night to a Charger team off their bye week. Well, and to Kellen Moore. Don't forget the Kellen Moore. You, Jerry Jones takes. There's some losses he takes more personal. Those he's admitted he's cried during like four after like four losses for the Cowboys. What was when they lost to the Texans? Remember that inaugural season for yes. the Texans? He admitted he cried after that one. Uh, one Texans was first ever game. Yes, and he said he <laughs> cried after that. He admitted that he cried after um, I believe it was the San Fran, the loss to San Fran when they you know they won the, the championship that year, and I think they end up getting Dion the next year as a result of that. He's always cried after a few losses you can go look it up if they lose to the chargers you might you might be able to bring on well, some jerry jones if, tears you might be able if, to trigger some tears and if kellen jerry. moore's offense balls oh. out against that cowboys defense it's now without yes. leighton van derash and without oh, stefan or trayvon diggs uh it's taking injuries it's now taking injuries, and obviously don't think for a second kellen moore hasn't stayed up late and well, worked he, long hours to try to come up with some good stuff for they had this a bye week. week right i know they had a bye week yeah and think remember the stat i gave you last week i know we got to get to burn on scrolling oh remember the stat i gave you last no last week but last month not earlier this year when we talked about the 49ers and the hangover effect after playing the niners last season it was the first time in nfl history that every opponent of an NFL team uh, lost their game the next week, regardless of whether they won or lost. Versus the 49ers, the opposing team lost their next game. It was a hangover effect. I believe this year the opponents of the 49ers are already 1-4 the next week. They beat you up. They it's just they just pound you, man. It's like like I said, it it's like a heavyweight fight. It takes you a while to recover. It takes you two weeks to recover. So look at that. Too. And the, the Cowboys are banged up. Cowboys are banged up. Banged up, man. All right, that game coming Monday. Texans play the Saints on Sunday afternoon. We'll preview week six coming Mm -hmm. up. Also make our picks in college football. There are four or five really big matchups, including Washington and Oregon from Seattle. That's a huge game in college football. Right now, though, let's go behind the burn orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, I want to talk about U of H a little bit, so we'll get to it. If not in this uh, session of Behind the Burnout's Curtain, we'll get to it in another one. But did you guys see the Xavier Worthy response to Danny Stutzman's new T-shirt that he was promoting? 
Yeah, Danny Stutzman, the linebacker of Oklahoma, has become kind of a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. He's after a folk his, hero uh, now. Because he put out basically in, in his speech, if you saw in the, the video um, that they put out, it's like a seven minute hype video showing, you know, footage from game day. Um, he said, Oklahoma only fears God, Texas fears Oklahoma. And they've made T-shirts as a result because they're a big win. And I'm sure the T-shirts are selling like hotcakes, part of an NIL deal he's got. And Coach Venable's taking pictures with it and all that kind of stuff. So they put out, a, a, a I think, a post on Instagram, on social media, of Stutzman and Brett Venables in the shirt and showing off the, the logo and showing off the actual slogan, the saying, and everything like that. And Xavier Worthy, uh, <laughs> he, he took it to Instagram and uh, his reply to it uh, on social media was la- two laughing emojis. He said, you would think MFs just won the natty. <laughs> just won the natty. <laughs> you would think MFs just won the natty. Oh, now, and, you know, it's a funny comment. I'm they glad, need to play I, again. It, it, it's weird. No, I can't wait. But I, first of all, I love the petty. We talk about this all the time. Got to bring the petty to the sports. More and more petty. It's good. It's good for the sports. Hypes it up. Well, gives a lot of build up and drama. To, to highlight the petty. Yes, it does. There, Hello, yes. Yeah. Not, the downfall yes. of society helps you to uh, get no it out there. No question. In fact, we wouldn't have the petty without social media. I have seen a lot of neutral people on Twitter uh, posting gifts of like, remember when the Timberwolves won the play-in game and Patrick Beverly like got up on the scores table <laughs> yeah. and acted like, and, like, and they were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like well, crying, like getting carried out. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, yeah, like when Oklahoma beats Texas. Like, <laughs> no, but, but I think you're right. That's the, but that's why they played like that. They played like that. Texas' big game this year was Bama. Oklahoma's big game was Texas. Well, and, and Texas. A, and by the way, Texas played Bama like that, and Oklahoma played Texas. Yeah, you can't like knock that. them for it. You can't, yeah. exactly. Well, look, I mean, they obsessed that, about it all offseason, and it's pretty obvious. Not only the coaches obsessed about it, but the players. And I've talked to several former uh, players for Oklahoma who do media up there now, and they were like, "Oh no, man, it was the mantra. It was all they talked about all offseason long." And he said most people up there thought, "Man, they're they leading themselves up for a disappointment." It's going to be a disappointment if they end up no no showing in that game or getting blown out. Not only did they you know <laughs> show up, they showed out and showed up and won that game. And now they believe they got all the momentum. But they they this was their Super Bowl. This was their well, big game to, of the to, year. To the to the play in game argument that that's going to be Brett Venable's biggest challenge now is keeping them up right because it is. they they have the tougher schedule the rest of the way. They got to go to BYU. They've got to go to Stillwater. That's a big game. That's it, a, that's going to be the game for Oklahoma State that is like that right. That's the last matchup with the Sooners. That's true, but I will say they. They have dominated. That's not even a rivalry anymore. They but have dominated. Mike Gundy's a hell of a they coach. They just have to stay focused. But and he, keep, keep it don't on matter track. who's coaching Oklahoma. Mike Gundy can't beat them. It yeah. don't matter who it is. They no, just can't true. do it. I don't know how. They and can't do it. That's coming up before the end of this month, I believe. <laughs> i got to look at the schedule. Yeah, no, but that'll right. be the challenge for OU is to keep up. Because you're right. That that When we talked about Brett Venables, you know, they did it, any drill they did was 49, right? Mm-hmm. They would do 49 medicine balls. They yeah. do 49 you know, just for the number, 49 to nothing from a year ago. So, yeah, that has been their singular focus. They handled it. And um, now they have to handle the rest of their season, both Texas and Oklahoma, with, with weeks off now. Yeah, but that's why the Bama game for Texas it was so crucial, right? Because it was it was a it was a confirmation game as well for all the guys that that every if we can beat Bama, that means everything's working. Yeah, if, if we could go into Tuscaloosa and beat Bama, that would mean the development's working, the coaching strategies are working. That would mean that all the off-season work that we put in, and then the guys could almost recommit themselves right to the cause with an with an even um, more you know uh, uh, you know more dedication and even you know more energy because they would now have this win against Alabama to confirm that it all works. You should listen to your coaches even more. You should work even harder. You should 
should stay even longer. You should watch even more film. And I think for for Oklahoma, this was their version of that. They guys, it's all working. See, we told you. If you just believe in the coaches, if you just work hard, you just do these things that you you you, you check all these boxes that boom, all of your your goals, all right, can be achieved. And that's that's why Oklahoma now they believe. I think after that Bama game, that's when Texas truly believed. Oh no, we actually believe that we can be one of the best teams in the country. Oklahoma believes that now. This was their version of that. Correct. And then Texas just found out that if you don't handle your business and you <laughs> yes. shoot yourself in the foot up and down the field, you can still almost win, but you also could lose. And that's what them because we know the Longhorns played about a C level game in that game, maybe C minus. Exactly. Oh, you played an A plus, yeah. and uh, we're still trailing with a minute to go. Uh, but that's football. Uh, looking Is that forward football to, looking forward to a rematch if we can get that in about uh, two months. Um, yeah, I, I think based look, looking at the Big Twelve, and it, we'll go to this U of H West Virginia game a little bit, and what, what concerns me, um, I, it, something horrible, something went horribly wrong if Texas is not playing Oklahoma in that Big Twelve title game. Something went horribly. I'm not going to work because I don't want anything to happen. But something went horribly wrong, and Sark's on, Sark's gonna be on a hot seat if that doesn't happen. Because just because the Big Twelve is so down. Yeah, we talked to Mike Craven yesterday uh, from Your Eyes on Texas. Uh, Dick Campbell's Texas football. Yep. Yeah, and he even agreed. He agreed. I talked to Bobby Burden about I've been asking everybody that who has followed Big 12 football and the football in the state of Texas, college football in the state of Texas, when's the last time you remember the Big 12 being this down, take Texas and Oklahoma out of it? And everybody's pretty much says, yeah, this is they're historically well, down. And think about it. The, <laughs> historically the, down. Uh, and it's because they don't have quarterbacks, E. That's why the Pac-12 so up. Because well, they have so many great quarterbacks. And, look, I think you're, there's no question about the quarterbacks, but at the same time, your last three conference champions are, are bad. Like, Baylor's bad. Oklahoma State was in that conference championship game two years ago. They're bad. TCU is not good this year. I mean, these are the teams that have been were winning your conference championship yeah. and playing for it. And yet, they should have gotten bumps in that year. Yeah, they, they should have bumped up from that. recruiting and everything. I mean, yeah. Dave Aranda's let it collapse in Baylor. Uh, Oklahoma State seems to be a mess, even though they did get a big win over K State last Friday. Uh, but these are the teams that were, you know, the surprise teams, the teams that were on the rise, and now they've kind of sled back to where they, their expectation. Texas and Oklahoma are the teams that are rising, and obviously as they're headed out of this conference. But yeah, the Big Twelve is down. This Texas will be a double-digit favorite every game the rest of the way. I, I'm with you. Like I said, it's something. Like I said, if they don't make it to that Big Twelve title game, something went horribly wrong. It really did for Texas. Uh, also, since we're updating on the Danny Stutzman thing, remember the story about the tattoos? They were fake tattoos. Yeah, Stutzman's tattoo. They were. They were, they were the, stat, the, the two linebackers that, that got the tattoos on the leg. They were fake. They were fake. They, they were. Yeah, they were trolling. Everybody. Not permanent. They were trolling everybody. So actually, I'm happy for those young men because I was like, Danny Stutzman's too good of a player to be that stupid, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, dude, don't be, don't be that stupid. But that, good for them. Uh, okay, so uh, let's. Oh, uh, by the way, before we get to, and we might jump into previewing because we got plenty of time to preview U of H. So I may get into what I saw a little bit later on. Let's hit this Jake Major story just really quickly. Um, because uh, there's a report coming out of, uh, I believe it's uh, Horns 24-7, that Jake Majors may miss um, Chip Brown. Chip Brown's pretty, ankle re- sprain. Re- pretty reliable. Um, he's saying that Jake Majors could miss extended time uh, with the high ankle sprains. He's, he's saying somewhere, and I had a high ankle sprain my, ooh, my sophomore like spring. Man, it's brutal. And I missed the entire spring, basically, with that thing. And, and he it, said he's so going to be you, out six to eight weeks. And high ankle, I've had it too, right? It's kind of above your ankle. Oh, it's, it's kind of your, oh. To blow your shin above your ankle. Brutal. 
you'd almost have to be broken, and you can put a cast on it. Feels like that sometimes. Yeah, you're yeah. basically Low out of commission. ankle sprains heal quicker, and that's counted down below that's, your ankle. And below you can operate with those, just taping them up, different things, but not a high ankle sprain. Can't do anything, especially for a center, a 300 pounder. Can't put uh, any power. So yeah. The good news on that, if there is any, is that Cole Hudson should be healthy to go against Houston. He would slide to center, and and you would have. DJ Campbell, who's been playing right guard at right guard, but you know the offensive line has been pretty good this year. But if they have had issues, it's on the interior. It's been those those mm-hmm. guys in the middle. Uh, and, you know, this week specifically in that you know fourth and goal, third and goal. I mean, that's that's where they didn't get push, uh, but. They did have a third-string center in there, a freshman in Connor Robertson. Uh, should have Cole Hudson coming back, and he would be the backup center uh, for the Houston game. So obviously we'll learn more from Sark next week when we get an update on all those injured players. All right, good stuff. Coming back behind the burn orange curtain, we're going to go what the facts, including if you're going to make some wagers this weekend, Rod, you're going to gamble a little bit while you're not watching your Longhorns. i got some facts that you need to know. Uh, got to have them. Got to have them. These are Let's good. do it. Also, a kindergarten teacher had to resign, Rod. Uh, oh, look, this is, is this an OnlyFans thing? No, not OnlyFans. <laughs> not OnlyFans. It's OnlyFans thing again? No, different, different. We Uh-oh. got it for you coming up in What the Facts. It's uh, a free fall football Friday. On. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. Oh, man, the creed is on. The creed is out. Ty's rooting for his Texas Rangers. We have to uh, solidify our bet. Uh, you and I, Rod, are on the Astro side of this Lone Star showdown. Ty is on the Rangers side. Probably equally split among our listener base. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Somebody said yesterday, Rod, what if you had to stop saying Go Strohs for a period of time if the Astros don't win this series? It Go Strohs! It would hurt my heart. I've been doing it every day for for years now. Is that so, something that could no. be on the table? Is that negotiable? Yeah. It but is. you don't do that during the baseball season. I, I do know, when it's base- not baseball season. Yeah, yeah. Because well, yeah, we don't yeah. say Astros very often during the non-baseball season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever there's Astros stuff or re- referenced, then I'll give them a goal strolls. But I'm willing to shut that shut that down. Right, I'm willing to shut that down. Um, you know, I understand. We, we, That's annoying for Rangers fans. It's it's Because, uh, <laughs> again, it hadn't happened. Astros have been in the American League you know, quite a while now, uh, and it's the first time it's happened that they've hooked up in a playoff series. So when's it going to happen again? This mm. is bragging rights in a it's big a way, thing, man. and obviously it's a trip to the World Series on the line. You mentioned we will talk with uh, Gene Watson, our baseball insider, next hour. Also, we'll go deep dive on both sides of it. Jeff Fry, the former Ranger, will be with us. Uh, former Astros pitcher and current radio analyst Steve Sparks will be with us from the Astros side at eight thirty. So we got guests all morning to preview that. Time for what the facts, though, Rod. What the facts? If you're making wagers this weekend. Oh yeah, on college and pro football games. Ty, listen up here, man. Here's what you, got, you know. I'm not telling you who to take, but I will tell you the uh, best college football teams this season against the spread: Oklahoma, Oregon, and Penn State. All five and zero against the spread this year. They're five and zero records, but they're five and zero against the number. You know, and you know what they all three have in common: they can score, but they also play great defense. Mm-hmm. Oregon, uh, right about that. Penn State and Oklahoma all in the top ten in uh, scoring defense. Lafayette, University of Lafayette, like the Louisiana Lafayette, they're six and zero against the spread this year. UNLV is five and zero. Rod, you know Brennan Marion's doing a good job with that go go yeah. offense of his. Mm-hmm. That, remember, he was the wide receivers coach at Texas. He's oh, now yeah. the OC there. The worst, I wouldn't put money on Vanderbilt, Illinois, Minnesota, or Georgia. Yeah, those Georgia. teams are all not good against the spread this year. Georgia one and five ATS. Yeah, that's not surprising though, because all their their fans are upset they're not winning by enough, they're and they're not heavily, dominating. They're their probably overrated opponents. a little bit, so they're overfavored, and then they don't score as much as that, and their defense isn't as good as it has been. So they're playing closer games this year in mm-hmm. Georgia. So yeah. 
Yeah, and the Minnesota Gophers, the Illinois Fighting Illini, and Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt's 0-7 against the spread run. Not surprising. <laughs> That's Vanderbilt. Those are the facts. Uh, they, uh, they, like, they like their academics around there. Uh, and Oregon, and I'll remind you, plays Washington this week. Uh, that's going to be a huge game, man. That is uh, that is the biggest game of the year, and we'll talk about that game later on coming up. I got well, some stats about it. Speaking it of me. stats, what the facts. Uh, how about this? Colorado football's Instagram account yeah. surpassed one million followers. There's only f- three other schools that have football programs whose Instagram account actually has surpassed one million followers. LSU, Bama, and Ohio State. They only had... Fifty-eight thousand before Dion was hired. Fifty-eight. They had fifty. <laughs> think about that, guys. They had fifty-eight thousand Instagram followers before Dion was hired. Heading into Week Seven, they have one million, and their only college football programs with one million Instagram followers are Bama, Ohio State, and LSU. I'm sure Texas might be close, but dang. Isn't that wild? That's unbelievable. The Dude, Dion impact. Added value, man, for We had real. the Taylor Swift <laughs> impact again last night on Thursday Night Football. Yes, sir. Uh, one month to see in that game. It was boring. We'll reset the game coming up. How about this, Rod? What the facts? This has to go with your guy Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. They Shano. play the Browns this week. Ooh, play yeah. Play the Browns. He used to coach them Browns. And Deshaun Watson. Coach Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Deshaun Watson is not going to play in this game, but I'll just give you this fact. Oh, that's ugly. Kyle Shanahan has faced Jim Schwartz nine times. Jim Schwartz is the defensive coordinator of a very good defense in Cleveland. Yeah, it's actually really good. Shannon is one and eight in those matchups, and his offense has scored over twenty points just one time against a Jim Schwartz coached defense, hmm. including with the Eagles. Uh, you know, they, you know, he's been a longtime defensive coordinator. Shannon's been a longtime offensive guy. Kyle, Shatt, I mean, they're favored. They're, they're probably going to beat Cleveland because Deshaun Watson's not playing. But just a fact: Kyle Shanahan against Jim Schwartz. Shanahan's one and eight. His offense has scored more than twenty points one time. He knows that though, and he's how many times he had Christian McCaffrey in the backfield when he faced him. I know, I, I get you. I'm just giving you the fact. <laughs> I know you no, the number. Back, but that's the number. We ain't never seen a Christian. We ain't never seen the offense this complete either with the quarterback and Christian. Usually he's got he's got a void at quarterback somewhere <laughs> because of some injury, and he doesn't have the a star running back in that Shanahan and that's zone. That's all his stuff, him. right? That goes back to his Atlanta days. Yeah. So I, I guess Washington. Said, well, well, he trust me. He knows. <laughs> He knows, and I guarantee you he's going to be ready. But you're right. Well, here's the thing. Currently, the San Francisco 49ers are a 10-point favorite in Cleveland. Because they know he knows. So he's, a, might, he's, ang- he's angry about that. You might want to take the points and just the mm-hmm. Niners are going to win the game. They are. But are they going to win by ten against a very good defense and Miles Garrett coming off the emotional beatdown of the Cowboys? We'll see. Just a number. Just a number. No, it's a good. That's a that's a good number. I didn't know that, but like I said, I guarantee he knows. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about the, the the Kansas City Chiefs real quick and what they did last night. So Patrick Mahomes, how about this? He has won now. Um, 80, basically, when he has won, 80 or been within one score in the fourth quarter in 97 of his first 100 NFL starts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Say that again. So he is one or, he's an eight, by his way, he's won 80 of these, but he's won or been within one score in the fourth quarter in 97 of his first 100 NFL starts. It's only three times? Only three times has it not been within one score of the in the fourth quarter with him in a game, and that was, I'll give them to you right now, one was the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, yeah. Against Tampa Bay. When he had no O-line. When he had no O-line, and the other one was against, the ones against Cincinnati here. Got that Cincinnati. No, sorry, it's uh, Tennessee. At Tennessee was a weird one for him. He lost at Tennessee, and then there's a Buffalo game where they lost 38-20. to 
in 2021. All right, this is not a laughing factor, matter rod, but a kindergarten teacher in Humble, Texas, has resigned after she gave her special education students melatonin gummies. Oh, come on, lady. Doping her students with melatonin gummies. Was this done like as a mistake? Is it intentional? Was this deliberate? Oh, I'm sure. She's trying to calm them down. Oh, lady, you got to go to jail for a long time. Long time. Long time. Long time. Long time. Oh, Five-year-old. Oh, yeah, you're going to jail for a long time, lady. It's, oh, you're going to jail for a long time, man. Texas, Texas, too. Is that Texas? Oh, yeah, you're going to jail for a Humble, long time. Humble, Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, get them ready. We'll be back. <laughs> There's your Just the Facts. you got to have them into your weekend. We'll reset your headlines coming up. Rod will get a rant going. Gene Watson will help us preview Astros Rangers. Looking forward to it. It's a great Friday on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby.